Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I do declare here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Dreamers. After being taken to Judge King Rangar's palace, Gary finds himself embroiled in a bitter combat. Barely escaping with his life, he drinks the last of Ostrogon's potions to turn invisible and fly off the mountain. The fight eventually makes its way over to LRU as Yargin bursts out of the underhand hold with the prisoners to fight for Longreach's freedom. The battle exacts a heavy toll, as many of the people of Longreach are lost, including Strong. Captain Logan is nowhere to be seen, and Gary and Yargin barely limp back to the theater. But Rengar is dead, and Longreach is free. I do declare, Yorana is back in session. The dust has settled after the battle for Longreach. You have all collectively spent the better part of a day clearing debris and helping loved ones identify what remains of the bodies of the fallen. Longreach is impoverished and battered. Reclaimer Captain Logan is on the run. Scores of folk wrongly imprisoned under Judge King Rangar's rule have given their lives. But Longreach is free. Gary? You stand with your tribe in the biting cold before the mass funeral pyre. I know this does not lighten the load you've had to bear for far too long. But know that this is a victory today. We've taken action, and the future of Longreach is now in your hands. Let's make Longreach a place they'd be proud of. Jorgen steps down, offering the podium to those who would like to say a few words, and joins you back in the crowd. This is not how I pictured my twilight years. <laughs> this is uh, not how I pictured my life at all. Maybe I should say something. Well, you'll owe someone too, lad. You're more than welcome to. And at this point, Barnabas, he's next to you in... They've made like this kind of makeshift chair that's easy to carry him around on. And he kind of reaches for you and says, Please. <laughs> 
Gary turns away and closes his eyes <laughs> yeah. from the spray. <laughs> it, there is a spray, and you see it comes up black. Oh. And he says, please, just say something for stroke. Yeah. All right. Gary gets up and walks to the podium. Yeah, you see one family member came up to talk about one of the lost who was actually imprisoned in the underhand hold and whose body was identified earlier in the day. They kind of give a speech, and then when they're done, you see the kind of group looking around and waiting, and the podium is open to you. I have heard uh, many stories about Longreach, and uh, I've heard of the past glory. I've heard of the struggles, its uh, transformations. Um, all that's to say that uh, when I first arrived a few days ago, I was... Uh, quite unhappy with what had laid before me and uh, what we have now. I want you all to see the beauty, the sacrifice, the courage in all of our loved ones because they certainly did not go in vain. I believe we are entering a new eye for long reach. What we start now can only get better from here. I see a great future with all of you here. For this city. For these people. Let them be a shining light. Even in death. All of them. They all gave their heart. Not for us to be sad. To grieve. To live in despair. But to, to live our lives to the fullest. In a city that we can be proud of. Free from tyranny, free from oppression, and a, a city that can give back to its people, to the world. So yes, it is important to grieve, but I assure you, bright times are ahead of us. Thank you. You see, a number of people are all clapping in the crowd. It's a solemn clap, but a genuine and an appreciative one. As you rejoin the crowd, Barnabas kind of nods to you and thanks. And Grizabeth, who is standing with Calvin, Silas, and Solera, uh, is kind of chatting with Silvio a little bit. And she looks at you and she says, That was beautiful, Ray. Thank you, sweetheart. He kisses her on the forehead. Uh, she hugs you and she says, So, uh, what's next, do you think? Uh, I want to make sure... That, um, this city gets back on its feet. And, uh, then he holds her two hands with his two hands. I think, um, I think we found a new home, my love. I like it here, Dad. Yeah, us too. And then Grizabeth looks at you and she says, I agree, right? I think, I think this could be a good place, but please, don't forget we gotta take care of you. Right. Yes, I know. I... But you always, you, you always come first. You and Cal. You come first, mister. To me, okay? So we come equal. All we right. both come right. at the same time, okay? Yes. Yes, dear. All right. And Silvio kind of waits for you to finish chatting with Grizabeth, and he says, Ray, I am, I'm sorry I was not of more use during, during the actual battle. I was worried for those of us inside the, uh, 
The theater. If I had known Strong was in that much danger, I would have done more to, to help you. I couldn't ask you to put your life on the line for a city you've really got nothing to do with. The same could be said for you. And you did it anyways. We definitely owe you one. All of us here. And, uh, well, I, I know I already asked you for a favor, but I owe you two now. Or, I guess, three after the court. Oh, uh, well, yeah, don't think I forgot about a, a court hearing. I, I know you haven't. There are clearly bigger things in front of us at this particular point in time. Right, but we'll get around to it. Trust me. I'm glad you made it out okay. You definitely look like you could use some rest, though. Oh, yeah, I'm... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could definitely take a nap, maybe. Okay. Well, then, why don't we get this wrapped up, huh, Gary? I mean, Ray. Yeah, let's, uh... Yeah. And the evening progresses. A few more people go up to speak, and after a while, when it kind of becomes clear that no one else is stepping up, Jorgen goes up, he double-checks to make sure no one else wants to say anything, and finally he says... And now, we send these brave folk to the rest. Thank you for your sacrifices, my friends. And Jorgen takes a torch and lights the massive pyre. The funeral pyre burns high and hot into the night. Your group helps usher many of the injured folk up to the royal palace, along with some of the remaining newly freed prisoners who did not dare to join the revolt. People are sprawled out on sleeping bags and other makeshift arrangements, mostly in the throne room. There is a somber, yet somewhat relaxing atmosphere as these people bask in and reclaim the throne that was once used to terrorize them. You begin to settle in for bed with Grizz and the children as Calvin looks to you and asks, Daddy, what happened to all those people? The people, um, sleeping. The people that died today, why, why, did the, why did that have to happen? Jeremiah, that happened because, uh, well, you know, the story of deliverance. Yeah? You've got good people and, uh, not good people. Well, that's true to life. And, uh... Sometimes good people don't always make it out alive. They don't always win. And uh, you die and you go to the afterlife. Like my mom? And you see Silas is looking up at you. Yes, Silas, your mom is in the afterlife now. She watches over you. She stays in your heart. But um, we can't see her, but she's there. You see uh, Silas and Solara kind of hug each other a little tighter. And then Jorgen comes up and says, Sorry to interrupt. Ray, can I have a word with you? Yeah, uh, yeah. he nods and gets up and walks to Jorgen. Yeah, you guys kind of step out of the throne room where everyone is into that hallway that branches toward three different doors. And he says, <clears throat> Apologies, lad. I just, uh, I just wanted to form a game plan with you. I'm not in much of a state to fight. And you see he's holding that massive wound around his torso from the fight. And he says, But Logan is still out there. Not to mention the state the monastery is in. And, uh, 
It doesn't look like your pal Barnabas is getting much better. Hell, I'm surprised you're still standing. Barely. With the reclaimers and Judge King gone, we'll have to be careful with others trying to swoop in here. And the people are going to want to know what's next, naturally. How do you think? Well, these people uh, need a leader first. Um, they all love you and respect you. With all due respect, lad. And at this point, thankfully, he has uh, found a pair of pants to wear. <laughs> he is no longer naked. <laughs> but he says, With all due respect, lad, I think uh, I'm not long for this planet anymore. We need, uh, we need some fresh blood to rule over. Guide these people in the right direction. <sighs> I mean, I'd love to. But, um, I don't know. How did... I don't know how how it works here. Our king's allowed to leave every now and then. Well, fuck it. He's the king, right? He yeah. kind of just is staring at you as you're talking. And you see his brow is a little furrowed. Like he wants to say something. But it's a difficult thing to say. And he just... He finally he takes a breath and he goes... I mean no disrespect, Ray. I am incredibly appreciative of it. Everything you've done so far, and I think you'd be a fine choice. But, uh... And he just kind of eyes your body, and especially your arm. And he says, Are you sure you have much time left? At least if we don't put a stop to this thing that's happening to you. No, you're right. We need someone to lead here. And we gotta go do some unfinished business. Mainly that monastery. I could definitely serve as an interim, you know. Uh, just try and organize things as best we can until we decide what we want to do next with the people. But the more prepared we seem, the more likely we are to avoid panic. So who's a good fit to watch while we tie up loose ends? Oh, maybe some of the one of the shopkeepers. Perhaps. But what are... Uh, what are we appointing them to? Are we are we making them king? Are we making them judge? I, I don't think we want another king at long range. Of course. Yeah, what am I thinking? We can't just replace what we just took out. Yeah, we're not a tyranny. Democracy. We'll vote on it. All right, lad. Regardless, someone's going to need to lead that process. And I think between you and I, we can probably manage. All right. We got to gather everybody. And as soon as conveniently possible, probably tomorrow morning, we'll make a vote on who becomes the judge of Longreach. I... Um, now, my son is still in that monastery. I'd like to get him out as quickly as possible. Not to mention, we don't know where Logan is lurking. That Logan does put a hitch in some things. But it certainly uh, does. Of course, I'm trying to get to that monastery too. I need your son's help. I ever want to get rid of this gestures to his whole body maybe tomorrow morning there's someone who might know something more about what's going on there maybe one of the prisoners saw something or came from there it's a lot of people to sort through not many still standing but a few okay so mandatory town hall meeting tomorrow morning we're gonna get as much information as we can and we're going to select someone to be judge through a vote. That sounds good, lad. That sounds good. All right, I'll quit taking up too much of your time. You deserve some rest. Yeah, you need it too. Hi. All right, 
Good night, Ray. Good night. Uh, oh, wait. There's one other thing while I have you. Hey. You were uh, talking to my son. Mm-hmm. And uh, you said the real Jeremiah. Aye. Well, uh, what did you mean by that? Oh, I was just referring to the original, my Jeremiah. Although, and he kind of looks around and he leans in, he says, You're not doing a terrible job, but you've all slipped up here and there. I know to sit there in the training session. How much do you know, Mr. Yorkin? Not much. I just know that your name isn't Ray, Gary. Does the book mention that Yargin is putting on an act? Um, roll a history check for me. Add your proficiency to it because I think you've probably read this story to Jeremiah so many times. With advantage, plus two to history, that is an 18. It does mention that his real name is Ronald Silversmith. Right, well, I'll keep that in mind, Ronald Silversmith. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You see, he holds his abdomen as he laughs so hard that it starts hurting. He goes, you know, I tried taking the name back up afterwards, but uh, it just didn't stick after everything. I don't blame you. I don't know what you're running from, but uh, I'm, as you know, I, I can't judge. If I can help you in any way, let me know. We all deserve to lead the lives we want to live. Not the ones we were born into. I'll keep that in mind, but for now, we'll focus on the task at hand. Sounds good. I'll see you tomorrow. Sleep well. Is there anything you want to do before you go to sleep? A scan of the palace that I never really got to. Okay, so when you come into the palace, there are three doors. There is one down the corridor to the left, there's one down the corridor to the right, and then there is the center door that leads to the throne room which is where everyone is. And then in the throne room, there are, uh, you've, you guys have since discovered stairs that lead down to kind of like a vault where all the treasure and stuff is held. Ooh, can I go to the vault? Yeah, you enter the throne room, kind of everyone is settling in for sleeping, so you're like trying not to step on people as you make your way over to the stairs and you head down quietly. And you find it is just a large room. There are a couple of torches on the walls lighting it all. And it is like that classic, like, Indiana Jones style of treasure room. There are chests. There are piles and piles of gold. There are also, like, stacks of, like, raw materials as well, which you're not sure what kind of business Longreach was engaged in, but it seems like they have strategically chosen, like, certain ores that they were mining, it looks like, are kind of piled up as well as certain stuff like dyes. Like you recognize certain flowers that are used for some dyes, bottled up and piled, and it looks like they're ready for like shipment out. Uh, As well as there are a number of artifacts here. You see some weapons on the walls. You see some old like suits of armor. Some of them are very clearly like way too old for use at this point. They have decorative or like historical value, but maybe not necessarily like combat ready, but you do see a lot of artifacts. Are you looking for anything in particular? Hmm. Fuck it. Yeah, I'll look for a rapier. That is not hard to find. There are a couple of rapiers spread about the room. In the center of the room, above like one of the chests, you see two of them like mounted in a crossed uh, pose. Gary's going to take one. 
Yeah, you grab one off the wall and you squish it around. It feels really good. It feels like a very, very finely made rapier. Very, like, top quality dueling. All right. And it's like a lot, a lot, a lot of gold. A lot, a lot, a lot of gold. Gary's going to scoop up 500 gold. Okay, you scoop it up. It jangles like hell and it is fucking heavy. But there, there is a lot of gold and they're kind of organized in neat piles. So you can like grab the stack that you want. Yep. Adding 500 gold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's well, all. Hold off on the rest. Uh, I'll see the rest of the palace. See what we got. Yeah, where are you looking? Let's look at coming into the palace door on the left. You open the palace door on the left. This looks like it is some manner of like lab. There's an alchemist station. There are a lot of materials that could be used for the mixing of potions or other things like that. Roll an arcana check for me. Eight. You're not really able to decipher the purpose of much of anything here other than you're like, yep, this looks like professional high grade equipment. So it's not making much sense to you. You're not seeing, you know, treasure or anything. It could be that some liquids in here are worth a lot of money, but you would have no way of telling it apart from a vial of piss, you know? But do I see potions? At the very least, you don't know if they're finished potions, but you do see lots of vials of different liquids. Okay. Roll an investigation check for me. 17. Okay. Carry on. No, nothing labeled health potion. <laughs> you do not see anything labeled health potion. I want to check the other door across from this one. Okay. You check the other door across and this is a larger room and you gather that these seem to be barracks for all of the previous Guralans. You see a number of kind of bunked beds with little foot lockers at each one. And there is a small armory where there would be a lot of spears and a lot of reclaimer armor, but because all of them were pretty much called to action, you don't see much lying around here. Are people sleeping in the barracks? Uh, there are a few people from the party that you've brought in that have taken up sleeping on the barracks, but not like Goralins or anything. Can I search their foot lockers? Sure, roll an investigation check. Six. Okay, uh, you gather a couple of, like, personal notes and effects, and you find what looks like 100 gold. However, it really ends up being about 15, because almost all of it are in, like, special tokens. It's kind of like Chuck E. Cheese tokens that have Rengar's face on them, and it says Longreach <laughs> across it. And you gather that these are pretty much meaningless, except for maybe some system that he had in place for, like, redeeming them. Uh, all right. Fuck, you know what I want to check? I want to check out the Royal District. Okay. You go out for a midnight stroll of the Royal District. It seems like the Royal District has been empty for a while, pretty much. You see the large fountain in the center. You see it is surrounded by all the stone statues that you saw on your way in. You see stalls and homes and stuff like that. It looks to be very residential, but they seem to be empty or if they're not empty people are not coming out not stirring 
Is the entrance here for the underhand hold? Yeah, it's basically on the way up from the royal district toward the the palace. I want to check out the underhand hold. Okay, so you enter, and it is not hard to find. The gates were busted off in the revolt. You see a lot of the bodies that were cleaned up. There are just kind of streaks of blood left from dragging them out on carts. And you see there is a guard post on the way in, kind of like a break room slash armory for them to prepare for their duties for the day. Then as you go further in, there are a number of gates that you see have all been busted through. You realize that the prisoners had to put in work to get out of here. But there are a number of gates leading through different sections of the cavern that finally opens up to a very large chamber of the cave. This seems to have been kind of the general, like, sleeping area for all of the prisoners. It is massive, and you get the feeling that it was just like a sleep in a pile kind of thing here. You do see some picks lying around, and then you see different tunnels. Roll a nature check for Dirty 20. So you managed to realize that most, if not all, of the prisoners were doing some manner of labor here, in that they were either gathering natural resources, like there are natural caves here, that go down and kind of have these underground springs and caverns where there are bioluminescent mushrooms and things like that. And you can tell there was definitely some manner of culture going on there where they were taking certain uh, plants and things like that and kind of raising them and harvesting them in a very like purposeful manner. And then there are other man-made tunnels where people were mining, it looks like. And one in particular, you stared on and you're like, oh shit. It is just a long, long, long straight tunnel. With that dirty 20, I'll give it to you. It seems like it was used for mining at first. However, there is a section of rubble with like kind of trash put up to cover it. But when you remove one of the boards, you see that it is like a very narrow straight shot away. Uh, that just proceeds further and further and further outwards towards who knows where. But it seems like people were trying to build a passage and not necessarily mining with that one. I kind of want to see where the passage goes. You walk, and keep in mind, you know, mining out a passage would take a, quite a while with some manpower. So you walk for probably 10, 15 minutes before you reach the end. It is pitch black in here, but you have dark vision. And you feel the walls on your shoulders. Like, it fits you comfortably, but if you were a full-size, like, regular human man, it would be a tight fit. And uh, eventually it just reaches a dead end and there is a pick lying there as if uh, it was not completed. Mm. All right, time to walk back. <laughs> okay. You head back and you've been gone for a while. And by the time you make it into the palace, pretty much everyone is asleep. Yeah. Gary will uh, head to bed, take out one of Ostrogon's conjuration books until he feels sleepy and, and uh, go to bed. You begin reading and... Eventually, everything goes dark, and then you're kind of rustled awake again by the feeling of Grizabeth closing the book and gently stuffing it into your bag, and then she hugs you and goes back to sleep. As you long rest. Oh, my health. We're halfway there. Party at the halfway house, BYOB. This, this is the halftime ad. With Nikki B. 
So, a mysterious voice. Yes. We've been together for a while now. This is true. And, uh, well, it's been oddly nice having you here. You're so familiar. Like an old friend. And since it's the holiday season, I wanted to get you a little something. What is it? Open it. You like it? Like it. I love it. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> I figured it was a good gift since you've been enjoying the bonus series so much. And I heard they've got something special planned for the holiday season and, and they'll be sending out holiday Drimbus merch. And they'll be scheduling patron games soon so you can play some TTRPGs with the cast. It's Think it'll be enough to tide us over until your honor comes back in January? Absolutely. Oh, I'm so relieved you like it. <laughs> oh, and don't forget to join the patron Discord. Everybody's in it. Uh, Queso Loco, Jerry Benetados, Victoria Madrid, Greta and Beignet, Alejandro Lopez, Ace Andrews, Thomas Murphy, Regina Russell, Salty, Sam Olivos, Jordan Cobb, The Unnamed Rogue, John Gillette, NB Star, Doubtful Guest, Michael Richters, Davis Walden, Danny Dewdrop, Myth Mouse, Callie Wolf, Brandon M. Bishop, Bridge, Twiglets, Joanna Westberger, Stan Sitzman, Scrambles the Death Dealer, Aaron Adams, Nathan Mesnard, Ruth Thanatos, Morgan Lawson, Stoner Panda, Melissa Rain, Hensational, Butts of Plenty, The Lone Trumpeter, Normally Me, Dane Kohlhoff, Loon, Luna, The State of Alaska, and Faust, the Heavenly Demonic Monster. This... This is my canonical, now deceased pet hamster Scruffles Mojo Dojo Ninja Training Casa House. Complete with hamster-sized kukri wall displays. Who? Who are you? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, 
with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Gary, what is your passive perception? That is a 10. Okay. You sleep through the night. And you wake up in the morning as you hear the hustle and bustle of a couple of people up and moving about. <clears throat> All right, meeting oh, good, day. Good morning, Ray. Morning, Angelina. How'd you sleep? I slept pretty good. Hmm. Ready to get my ass kicked all over again. Hopefully not. Uh, you see some people from the lower district as an actual residence have come up this morning with breakfast ready for everyone. It's not great breakfast. It's the same stuff you were served at uh, at the inn, but it seems to have been prepared en masse and is being handed out to people. And particularly the few surviving prisoners are so grateful to be eating this. You see them just slurping that soup up. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, looks like everybody's handling themselves. Who's making the soup? I believe it was a... a I, what's his name? Well, Mr. Wakesworth. That's right. Carlisle from the Skulking Sea Hack. Oh, yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah. All right. Would you like some coffee, Ray? Uh... Sure, yeah. Has anybody seen um, Yorick? Yeah, Amic, you, yes. They? All three of them kind of pop up. Uh, Yorick. Yeah. Did you did you get that uh, thing done? Oh, yeah. No problems? No, nothing. Well, it was a mess coming back into town, but other than that, it was no problem. That's my guy. Uh, yeah, I'll give him the 15 gold of um, Chuck E. Cheese. Tokens. Oh, yeah, thank you. Please roll a perception check for me. Four. Uh, he takes the gold and he goes, thank you, Ray. No, thank you. Seriously, I don't know if you... Uh, yeah, you've done a good thing. Trust me. I certainly hope so. All right, everybody knows to meet up for uh, the vote or the town hall meeting. I you kind of say this to the general room and people are like, what? And <laughs> then <laughs> your argument comes in and he says, sorry. We, we discussed it last night, but we never shared it with all of you. We'd like to have a town hall meeting tonight, to uh, today, to uh, discuss the future of Longreach and um, what arrangements we want to make moving forward. So if you would entertain Ray and I, we would love to... Oh, sorry. And again, he clutches his abdomen. He goes, we would like to just have a chat with everyone and take some votes. Put the power back in your hands. And then everyone goes, ah, okay. And at this point, Jorgen comes up to him and he says, how'd you sleep, lad? Like a little swamp rat. <laughs> oh, I haven't had a good swamp rat in a while. I had, uh, I spent some time, I was visiting Rayana down in uh, West Orgea, and they make the best swamp rat down there. Uh, yeah, my wife used to make some uh, swamp rat loaf. It was, it was all right, you know, guy. You know. Swamp rat loaf, really? Yeah. Well, we did what we could, you know, back then. Well, I hope you like potato soup. I have a feeling we'll be drinking it for a while. Yeah, it's good. All right. So, I think we should come up with a plan for this meeting today. Right. What items do we need to take care of? Well, we need to make sure every shop owner now can, uh, you know, sustain their business. That's one. 
Aye. Uh, so the problems I foresee there are simply resources. The uh, what's really hamstrung them, aside from you know the edicts from the royal palace, is the simple fact that they don't have any uh, resources available to work with. And I was thinking it might be useful for those of us who aren't employed or are willing to potentially form um, work parties to head out into the wilderness or the mines or what have you and uh, kind of pull together and try and supply the shopkeepers. They'll get resources for, let's say, free and maybe everyone who provides to them gets a, a small stipend or something? I don't know. Okay, so... Alternatively, we could just order resources from somewhere else. Longreach is rather well connected. Uh, unfortunately, obviously, all the people who were previously doing the contact are gone. So I don't know what prices are like. I also don't know how much gold is available to us. And uh, I wouldn't really know who to talk to, but I'm sure we can find someone. Okay. So we need those that can, as a job re-establish connections with other cities, and then we need some to hunt the resources we have here, whether it's in the wilds or the underhand holds, and uh, make sure the conditions for those workers are, you know, somewhat decent and paid. Uh, then as for the shopkeepers themselves, well... I, I don't think it's a stretch to, uh, you know, grant them access to whatever shipping services we set up to export their goods and potentially maybe the state, for lack of a better word, buys the resources that the teams are collecting and then gives some for free for a few months or so to the shopkeeps to help them get up and running. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. Now, question is, how do we pay for it? Uh, well, right now we have a vault, but, uh, that won't last until we start getting, uh, trade from other cities. That way we have gold actually coming in, not just sitting around waiting to be given away. How about you and I go and take inventory of what's available to us before the meeting so we can tell the public and they can all vote on the plan, whether they like it or not, however we're going to use it. Okay. You said we needed some information, probably about Logan, and that you think other people would know where he might be. Definitely. Finding Logan is going to be a priority, eh? We'll also need some connections to other cities, but I'm sure if we ask around, we'll probably get some volunteers with family or what have you elsewhere. So, we need to ask the town people basically to offer any pertinent information that they might have. For example, uh... The appraiser needs to tell me what this crown does. What crown? The crown from uh, Rengar. And as you reach into your bag to show it to him, you realize it's gone. Um, I think I left the crown back upstairs. I'll go, I'll go get it. Hold on. You go back up to the throne room where you slept and you see you don't find your crown. Not only that, you don't see your rapier either. Uh... I'm gonna check my gold. Your gold is there. Your 500 gold is there. Okay. Um, Angelina. Yeah, right. Uh, come in here a second. Come in. Do you know what happened? I lost my my crown and and I had this rapier I I, I picked up. 
Did one of the kids take it, maybe? Are they playing around? No, no, go. Oh, God, I hope not. And and she runs over and, like, kind of pats all three of them down. She goes, no. No, Ray, I... I, Nothing on them. Jeremiah! And she pulls out, like, a fork that has been sharpened into, like, a shiv at one end. (laughs) (laughs) You you get your son under control, okay? I'm trying. I got a lot on the plate right now. And now someone stole this. I know, I know. That, that crown is actually pretty dangerous. I'm actually uh, very uh, concerned. Are you sure you didn't just misplace it? I, I thought I left it here when I went to bed, but I, I can't. I don't know. I'll check the vault. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll come with you. And you see Yargin is kind of in the background. Like, he doesn't want to interrupt, but he's definitely watching. And the three of you head down into the vault. And Gary, when you enter, it is empty. There are like three gold coins on the floor. Jagen. This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Benetados as Gary Mogbaha. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. Editing was done by Hannah Schooner and Giancarlo Herrera with sound design by Giancarlo Herrera. If you want to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our After the Show show, After the Drimbus, free exclusive merch, bonus series, and the chance to create items for the show or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you all so much for listening, and I do declare I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Oh, Martha, look, the new season is coming. Get the snacks ready. Okay, okay. In a dangerous new world. While we can see the helicopters coming in, it looks like the teams are arriving for this season of Soul Survivor. Live action role players will fight. I'm Sequoia. Just go. I'm Myrna. Grant, check it in. We agreed to just call me Sky. Name's Dale. I'm Cole. Hannah. To Bill. I need the feathers for my arrows. Sequoia, maybe you need to grab some things. To outsmart. (gasps) Oh my God. Well, look for us. Not again. To survive. No, don't, no, no. 
Facing Fate, Black Knight. Available at FacingFate.com and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts beginning June 14th. I don't know if I want to live anymore. I just want it to end. A Dumb Dragons production.